Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Vlad, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. I am the oldest child in my family. And for me, that comes with a driving need to follow directions. You follow directions or bad things are going to happen. You stay in the crosswalk, you're gonna get hit by a car. You wear your life jacket on the boat so if you fall into the water, you don't drown because Hannah, we all know you're bad at swimming. There are directions that come with homework assignments, trying new recipes, driving and navigating, and that's just on your own. Heaven forbid you introduce someone else into the equation And then it's directions like, don't tie your little brother to the dog kennel, or the 102 different rules needed to play one of my grandma's card games, or first aid instructions in case someone gets hurt. But you shouldn't need the first aid if you're following all the other directions in the first place. So I noticed something in particular in the gospel story today. The 10 lepers called to Jesus. Jesus says, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as the lepers went, they were made clean. One of the men notices he was healed and turns around to see Jesus again. The Bible makes it sound like these events happen pretty quickly. They're healed as they're going to the priest. And when the one guy notices he's healed, presumably in route, he turns around and goes back to Jesus. There are gaps in this story, sure. But of the details we're given, These lepers were given directions from Jesus, and at least one of them doesn't follow the directions given. And so part of me can't help but ask, how do you not follow directions from Jesus? It's Jesus. What kind of moron can't follow Jesus's directions? I was scheduled to preach early in September on the God's Work, Our Hands weekend. I volunteered at the Takoon farm in the morning, and when I got home, I set a timer for 4 p.m. so I could make it to the 5 p.m. Saturday service. I went about making lunch, doing laundry, doing other chores. Uh, I cuddled with my cats, and then I must have fallen asleep since I woke up to a phone message from Pastor Lauren saying, I don't think you're at church, and I hope everything's okay. I looked at the time, and it was 5 p.m. I rushed to the church as fast as I could because I could still preach if I could just get there in time. I got there by 5.15, which I think is really impressive, but as I made it through the doors, I saw Pastor Lauren doing his free-range preaching, and I knew I was too late. I had missed my first sermon, and I went to my office and cried. Now, as someone who is called to ministry by God, with one of the most conventional pastoral tasks being preaching, you might say that God, in Jesus, gave me the direction to be a ministry leader and preach. So who's the moron that can't follow Jesus' directions? It's me. But, much like the healed Samaritan, 
godly joy pops up in the middle of our story and derails the expected trajectory. I expected the Samaritan leper to at least get to the priest, just like I expected to get chastised in some capacity for missing my first sermon. But neither of those things happened. I was shown nothing but grace and kindness. After the service, Pastor Lauren pulled me into a hug and said, there's grace for this. And you're already beating yourself up enough, so I won't add to it. And what a great story this will be someday. <laughs> From those who knew what happened, I was told, we're just thankful nothing bad happened to you. And one time we had to start the service without Pastor Jonathan because he was so late. And it happens to all of us, so it's good to get it out of your system early. And while very different stories, the thankfulness for the grace and love that extends from God and rewrites our expectations connects them. The Samaritan was so overwhelmed by the joy and relief he had from being healed, he can only react with gratitude. The gratitude for what God has given is powerful and life-changing. Now, before we get too deep into this, I'm not saying to not follow directions. Please follow directions. They're there for a reason, whether they're speed limits or game rules or even instructions on the side of the mac and cheese box. They exist for a reason. Rules and laws and directions are there to keep us safe and help us interact with each other. Try and follow directions, please. But God knows that we're going to make mistakes. Nothing we ever do or don't do or forget to do or just miss completely will ever make God love us any more or less. God's grace is there for us because God knows we're going to screw up sometimes. The newly healed Samaritan is healed because of his faith and God's love, not his ability to follow Jesus' directions. And thank God. Jesus says, your faith has made you well. A few weeks ago, we read, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed. Faith is important. And what, excuse me, what matters is that it's there. It's not what's been done or what hasn't been done, or if you follow directions all the way through. It's about having faith. And the faith is moving and living within us inspiring hope, gratitude, and love. One of my favorite professors, the Reverend Dr. Ritva Williams, once told our class, we act out of the gratitude of our salvation. We act out of the gratitude of our salvation. Our faith helps connect us to God and the gift of salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. There's nothing we do to earn this gift, but as a way of saying thank you to God, we do our best to reflect the love that God gives to the world and restore the broken relationships all around us. We act out of the gratitude of our salvation. And I don't know about you, but I think there's a whole lot to give thanks to God for. We all supplied things during the children's sermon. Thank you. And I know for me personally, uh, right now, I'm very thankful that my grandma's surgery on Friday went well and she's back home. I am always thankful. 
I have a just menagerie of animals to go home to and keep me company. And I am thankful that my internship can be at a church that understands what God's grace truly is. Like the Samaritan who is no longer a leper, the gratitude for what God has done is overwhelming. God's unconditional love rewrites our stories and expectations, and that's something to be deeply thankful for. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.